Welcome to Emergence Radio Talk, where you'll be inspired and motivated by the journeys of movers and shakers from all around the world and those who are occupying and taking dominion. Emergence Radio Talk with Dr. Tavara Johnson. Welcome everyone to Emergence Radio Talk today with your host, of course, none other than Dr. Devara Johnson. And let me tell you, as always, I'm always excited for my shows, but today is no different. I have a woman of God. I'm telling you, she's walking in her God-given purpose. She's making an impact, and she will definitely be sharing some of her journey as to how she would have emerged from her place of obscurity to dominate the sphere of influences that God would have given to her. Welcome, Claudine, and indeed, it's a pleasure to have you here with me this evening. Thank you so much, Dr. Johnson. It is an honor to be a guest on your show, and forgive me this opportunity also to share. Um, thank you so much. I just want to say thank you. You're welcome, and thank you, of course, for you know coming and blessing my audience because I'm telling you they they be listening from all over the world, my faithful <laughs> listeners, and you know they know we bring them good content. So I'm just excited to hear mm. how you are going to empower them tonight. But before we go ahead and get started, of course, I have a copy of your amazing bio, but I want you to let our listening audience know a bit of who Claudine Hicks is and some of what it is that you do. Okay, sure. And before I go any further, I also want to congratulate you on your one-year anniversary of your radio show. That is a blessing. I want to throw that in there. Congratulations on that. (laughs) Congrats on that. So once again, as you mentioned, my name is Claudine Hicks, and as I said to you earlier, I am first a daughter to the Most High God, and then I'm also a wife of 18, yeah, 18 years to one man, Alvin Hicks. I'm also a mother of Mimi. I'm an author of a book. I actually have a, a book, Where Are the Mothers, that was published um, earlier this year. And also I am a certified life coach, and I also call myself, uh, well, people call me a, also a spiritual midwife. And so I'm just so grateful that the Lord chose me out of everyone else that he handpicked me to be the, the, um, the place that I am right now. I'm also the president of a women's ministry here in my, in my city, Douglasville. Um, it's called Douglasville Aglow Community Lighthouse. I, once again, I am the president, and I'm just, once again, just so honored to be able to share with the audience today. And thank you so much again. Um, you know, you definitely share, you know, that you're a, a, a spiritual midwife. I want you to talk to us just mm-hmm. a little bit about that, um, you know, about the importance of having I would say even a spiritual midwife. Oh my gosh, you need a in order for there to be a delivery, you need a, a midwife, just like in a natural birth. And I always put the two together. To be honest, like a, as a life coach, as a life coach, you know, you help people to achieve, you say, their highest, you know, form of success. And just like the midwife, we come along to assist you that you can bring about, you know, a result. So it's really to me when I put the two together, I'm like, oh, life coach, oh, spiritual midwife. God, thank you so yeah. much for putting that two together. And so that's what I, how I see myself. I, I'm beginning to walk in that. Um, a life coach, like an accountability partner, one that is there as a spiritual midwife, I'm there to help strengthen you when you're, you feel like you're weak, you can't go any further. I'm there to help strengthen you, whether it's in prayer, encouragement. And so that is what, for myself, what a spiritual midwife is. Once again, in order for there to be a birthing or a birth, uh, come about of a result, there has to be a midwife. Amen to that. But one of the things I love to, um, you know, about the spiritual midwife and you mm-hmm. being a certified life coach, 
from the marketplace mm-hmm. side, you just call it a, mm-hmm. you know, you, we could just call it a coach. <laughs> but from the ministry yes. side, yes. you know, you call mm-hmm. it, yeah, the, the spiritual midwife. Because, you know, sometimes I always tell people, like, not everyone may be saved or, um, you know, you don't right. want to sound sometimes yes. spooky, so at least it allows you to be right. able to kind of go into the marketplace as well. Yeah, that's something that's really good that you know how to, um, I don't know if I should use the word infiltrate, but kind of infiltrate the marketplace. Yes, <laughs> um, yes, yes. yes. God is calling you to do, <laughs> you know, yes. to do what God is calling you to do, so definitely. Yes, amen, now, yes. Now, of course, I have your, uh, your bio, and one of the things you speak about is, you know, you share that in 2013, God would have said to you that you are a world changer, so I want you just to share with our listening audience tonight, you know, about some of the steps that you would have taken after receiving this word, you know, so you could go ahead and walk out this process. And um, one of the reasons why I ask this question is because I know a lot of people sometimes, they don't like to be processed or, you know, you hear a word and mm-hmm. some people may not necessarily know what to do next. That is so true. Oh, my God, that's so true. I remember I was, I will never forget, I, and I don't always say I heard the audible voice of the Lord, but that night I heard the audible voices. I call your life a world changer, excuse me. And I said, oh, gosh, okay, that's, you know, it's the Lord. You're supposed to be excited, but I was like, oh, gosh, really? <laughs> but, okay, God, and so one of the things, I don't know if I should say the process, one of the things I I, I started doing was getting more, getting um, build that relationship with the Lord because, how can I go for it and say, okay, yeah, I'm a world changer, all this stuff, all this, I know who the Lord is and I know who I am to the Lord. And so you have to, I have to, had to build that relationship with the Lord. I had to know who he is in my life and then also I had to realize or recognize how does he see me? How does God see me to be that world changer? How does heaven see me to be that world changer? Because I know when I know how he sees me, um, it's a, I'm a reflection of the, of the Lord. And we know that the Lord is loving, he is kind, all those good attributes that he carries. And we all want to mimic, of course, Jesus Christ. He is our ultimate person you should go to, to, you know, we say, I want to be like Mike or I want to be like so-and-so. But if anyone you want to imitate, we should be Jesus Christ. And so when he called me to be a world changer, the first thing I did was start to cultivate my relationship with him. I had a relationship then, but I'm like, okay, God, this is some deep stuff. I want to make sure I know you. And I know who I am as a daughter. That's why people say, well, you know, who are you? You got a, any, anything behind your name? No, I'm first a daughter. We can add the, the names after, but before, first I want you to know that I am a daughter. And so are you, of course. But I always say I am a daughter first. And so once again, we have to cultivate a relationship with the Lord because it's hard to go out there and do stuff and we don't know who we are because when things get tight and we're in a tight spot and we get, feel like life has knocked us down, if you don't know your identity, it's going to be really hard trying to get back up. So you've got to know what heaven says about you. And I believe that's what I grabbed a hold of. You are, you know, you're fearless. You are, as I said, you are victorious. You know, you are worthy because of the blood of Jesus Christ. So I had to know who I was to be able to walk this thing out. That's good. And, I, you know, and I think that's also important. You know, you shared about knowing who you are and knowing yes. who God has mm-hmm. called you because, you know, we live in a time where as, People, they may not always understand the mandate that God has on your life Mm -hmm. or the assignment. And so Mm -hmm. if you're not careful, if you don't know what he's saying to you and you're only listening to these people, you'll find yourself doing things that God didn't call you to do. 
And then you yes. wonder why you're oh, frustrated, you know, you're, you're focused, yes. you know, yes. and that would happen. Oh, yes. <laughs> Been there, done that, yes. You know? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. And that's one of the things, even with, yes, mm-hmm. we should, we really should know. And that's one of the things, one of my biggest, can you hear me? Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I can hear you. I, okay, I apologize. I was going to say that's one of the biggest things that I, not because the biggest thing, but one of the things that I, I with my, even with my life coaching and in ministry, I want women to know their authentic self. And it all starts, once again, with knowing who they are. You know, whether it's, you know, the secular world or, you know, a believer, you've got to know who you are first before you can advance and do anything and to be successful and to see fruit. You've got to know your authentic self. And once again, don't, don't put on someone else's anointing. Don't put on someone else's, um, you know, mm-hmm. assignment. Because with that, you get so frustrated. And once again, I've been there, done that. And this time around, I'm like, okay, God, my hands are lifted up. I give up. I just want to be who you've called me to be so I can walk that thing out. <laughs> yeah. Yes, being authentic is definitely key because I one of the things I always say is that the gifts, the talents that okay. God has assigned mm-hmm. to us, they are they are assigned to our authentic self. So if you yes. are out there being someone who God didn't call you to be or if you're mm-hmm. out there being a fraud almost like, you can't yes. expect yeah. for him to... You know, we yes. we really can't expect to be successful if he has it's them true. assigned to our authentic self and not yes. the version of someone else that you are yes. running from, yes. <laughs> you know. And yes. I think that's definitely yeah. something that we must remember. Yes, that is so true, yes. I was having a conversation with my youngest daughter, Janae. She's 16 on the way to school this morning. And I was kind of just sharing with her. We all know this, and I was sharing with her. I said, you know, I've heard someone said um, that before we're conceived, it's also in the scripture, Psalm 139, before you were even formed, I knew you. And so I was sharing with her that scripture, and I said, that means that we all have a purpose, whether it's to, be, you know, to stand up in front of a crowd, whether it's to be a housewife, whatever it is, whether it's to, you know, to be in, in corporate America, the marketplace, whatever it is, we all have a purpose. And he placed that on the inside of us. I always said before even conception, that we all have a purpose. And so why not figure out by having that relationship with the Lord, okay, God, what am I called to do once again? Because if you're being someone else, oh, my God, the frustration that comes with it. And so I, my prayer is that even with the listeners that are listening, that you will strive, that you, well, not going to say strive, but that you will make it an effort this year, this season, to be what the Lord has called you to be. And a scripture I love to say is, um, is Esther, perhaps this is the moment that you've been anointed, that you've been called to be all that the Lord has called you to be. And you can do that by being first being your authentic self, knowing who you are and how the Lord sees you. Hmm. I love that scripture from Oh, Esther. my God, I love it. And so yes, I, love I it. am actually, <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so those who are listening in, that is definitely Esther uh, chapter 4, verses 14. So yes. go ahead and read it. Yes. As a matter of fact, I would admonish you to read the entire chapter of Esther. It's not really that yes. long, but it will definitely bless you if you haven't um, done yes. so already. Or even if you have, one of the things I say about the, the scriptures, because it's really, a, it's really a, a, a live book, to be honest. You know, yes. you should read mm-hmm. the same scripture, passage of scripture, I mean, 10 times, and you will get 10 different revelation every time you yes. read it. Yes. So true. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so true. I always <laughs> had gone, yeah, you know, 
one. And, and the book of Esther is really one of my favorite books, to be honest. Esther and Ruth, those are my, my two favorite too. books of the Bible. Yes, <laughs> my <Bible>. too. <laughs> Yes, they're good books. But I'm actually, like I said, you know, I'm glad that you uh, would have mentioned that. Um, so for you, I know you said that, you know, you're living in that dispensation, uh, you know, yes. where you feel that, you know, now, like this is your time now. And so I want you yes. just to share with us um, how how do you plan to fulfill that mandate or fulfill this mandate um, that God is calling you to? It, okay, so one of the things I do, and it, once again, it all goes back to our relationship, is um, there are different, um, let's see, how, I'm trying to figure out how to word that. So I mentioned to you earlier that I'm a president of the a woman's ministry here at Douglasville Glow, and one of the things the Lord has called us to do, not all, in different areas, of course, is to make an impact. And going back, if we talk about the book that we're actually going to be talking about later, is we make different impacts in people's lives because of what the Lord has done to me through the blood of Jesus Christ, I'm able to share my testimony. And with me sharing my testimony, whether it be as a coach, a midwife, as a sister, a daughter, that will help someone set someone else free. And so with my ministry, Women's Aglow, you know, I share my testimony. I use my voice to bring encouragement, to bring empowerment, and to also, you know, when you share your testimony, you, you set so many people free. And, um, I know we're going to talk about the book later, but one the, one of the things I talk about in the book that I co-authored in is is birthing your voice or using your voice. And one of the things I realized about the devil, and we all know this, he tried to silence us. I had my first child at 16. Had my first child when I was 16. I was molested when I was about six, seven years old. And the enemy has always told me it was always your fault. And then, of course, condemnation and shame, all that came in. And a lot of times we walk around with condemnation and with shame and sin, different things. Our voice, it, it silences us. We, you know, we, we look at ourselves not with, the, with grace or with the eyes of the Lord. And when I, when I caught a glimpse of who I was or who I am, I should say, that's when I was able to, you know, stand up straight and write my first book and, or wrote my first book that says Where are the Mothers because I shared and where the mothers, according to the Titus two women, women that are here to mentor the younger ones, not necessarily in age, but in, you know, their journey, their walk in life. And so one way that I'm walking this thing out is to share my story and to be a voice. Once again, the voice the Lord can use us on different scales or different levels. It may not be in front of tens of thousands of people. It may not be, you know, it may just be in front of five people, two people, maybe for your family to bring influence. But the Lord has called us to be a voice, and I am, I, I don't want us as women to be silenced anymore, but to tell your story. We all have a story to share. Don't be ashamed. That's from the enemy. It says in Romans 8, 1, there is therefore no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. And because of the blood of Jesus, I am able to share my story and lift my head and use my voice to be a tool to bring deliverance and healing. The Lord told me, I believe it was two years ago, he said, I've called you to be a restorer of the breach. So my job is to help bring restoration, is to bring help as a believer, not just me, to bring healing, to bring restoration to those that I encounter. Why? Because I have the characteristics of Christ living on the inside of me. Mm, that's powerful. You know what I do love that you talked about being the restorer of the breach because mm-hmm. a lot of us, we – you know, we, we do things, whether it's, you know, through being a midwife or a mentor or a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we do it, yes, to also bring healing as well. 
Yes. But yes. you took it further, which it should be, to bring restoration. Because yes. I know that's one of the things mm-hmm. where um, a lot of people struggle in that, in mm-hmm. being restored. Um, because one of the mm-hmm. things, um, and I think me and a friend of mine were talking, at least he was sharing inside the, um, well, in the clubhouse room the other day, and he was saying, mm-hmm. you know, whenever people fall or something happens, everyone tends to run away. Who is there to help to sometimes, like, to restore mm. that individual? You know, he yes. said that, that individual is there left just trying to kind of, mm. you know, we call it fend for themselves, so to speak, or trying to figure out mm-hmm. things for themselves. And so I yeah. love that you um, that you shared with that because in being someone who is helping to bring about healing, um, of yes. course, you have the, the the first thing is the mindset has to shift. It has to change. Yes, it has to, you know, yes. But, um, mm-hmm. but, you know, you doing that or being a restorer of the breach, I believe that is that is really mm-hmm. good. Um, and I love your book that you shared about because, um, and then even, you know, both, both your, when you talk about where are, the, where are the mothers, you know, and then even yes. the chapter <laughs> that you have, when you talk about your voice, there's so many people mm-hmm. now their voice mm-hmm. is or has been silent. Um, yes. I don't think, you know, even from a, some people from a very young age, from a child. Yes. And so now they've yes. grown up whereas they don't know how to speak or they, you know, they're yes. they're nervous about speaking. I don't think people yes. really understand mm-hmm. the effect of experiencing trauma, how right. it affects yes. them as they get older. Yes. And so I yes. think that is awesome, awesome what you're doing, um, you know, in your ministry of course, you know, you love an opportunity to share, you know, how persons can find you and everything else. But I think that is definitely an awesome, awesome ministry that you have and what you are called mm-hmm. to do, or, you know, what, or at least fulfilling, especially the mandate. Because, I mean, God is calling a lot of people there, but a lot of people aren't answering, yes. <laughs> you know. Yes, that's yes, true, yes. <laughs> and that goes back, you said, that is true, and it goes back to even that scripture in um, Esther 4 that like you mentioned in 14. For the, I think at the beginning it says, for, you know, if you remain silent at this time, restora- I think liberation and rescue will arise from the Jews from another place. So I'm like, God, here I am, send me. Are you going to answer the call? Or are you going to allow the Lord to go to someone else? And I'm, I'm standing here with my hand. I'm a, I don't know how it's going to look, Lord. I don't know what it looks like. But, God, here I am, send me, you know, because I don't want no one to perish. I don't want, like it says in Esther 4 and 1. And so, God. I will not remain silent. I will not sit back when I know that there's a generation waiting for me. I will not sit back when I know that there's a, a daughter, a, you know, a, my sister that is waiting to hear my testimony, to hear my story. For a long time, Dr. Johnson, I didn't share that I was uh, sexually uh, molested. It was just, like I said, last year I began to write it down, and my mom was just like, because we've never discussed it. Once again, it was swept under the rug. And so I feel so free. And let me tell you, the scripture tells us who the son makes free or set free is free indeed. Oh, it's so good to feel free. It is so good to feel, you know, to just, whew, thank you, Lord. So because then the enemy can't can silence you because you opened your mouth and you shared it. You opened your mouth. And so, be, sisters, those that are listening, be silent no more. Don't allow the enemy to shut your mouth. And um, one of the things I thought about before you and I got on the call, the interview is, I thought about so many unique things about us, um, Dr. Johnson. Our eyes, our iris of our eyes, I heard, we're the only ones that carry it. Our fingerprints, no one else has our fingerprints. And that our voice also is unique. 
you know, when you just like when you're in a store, I don't know if you have any children, but just like you know, when you're sleeping, and I mean, you're in a real good sleep, and you hear the baby crying, and you jump up. I mean, you're like, because you, that baby's voice is distinguished. You can, you, you know your, your child's voice. The Lord knows our voice. And the Lord has called us to use our voice to change a generation, to change a situation. And so I want to encourage those who are listening, do not be afraid to use your voice. That is powerful, and I really pray that those who are listening in tonight that, you know, that they will definitely be set free and they will take the steps yeah. to go ahead and um, get out of that place of bondage. Because one of the things the enemy is good at, I, I like to call, he likes to blackmail. You know, he likes to try to blackmail. Yes. There is someone that I know, one of the things he says, he's like, you know what, I tell my story before anyone else can tell it. He say that way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. And, yes. And I to it. <laughs> yes. And when he's talking, so like yes. you tell that he's so free because he would have already put it out there. So I was like, "What do you? What, what do you have on me if I already put Nothing. it out there?" <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 So thank you so much That's for that. Yes. Now, of course, Claudine, I know. You know, like nothing in life pretty much comes easy, especially when it's God ordained. Mm-hmm. What would you say would have probably been one of your biggest challenges so far, and how did you navigate through that? Oh my gosh, biggest challenges. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure if this is going to be a challenge, um, or could I share or a situation? Would it be a situation too? I guess it's a situation. Yeah. Um, in 2016, I guess it was a challenge or a situation. In 2016, I lost my father. We were very close. I was actually in the room with him. And I remember when I got up, I felt like I was going to, I actually thought I was going to pass out myself or just die. And I remember I, the only thing I could do when all the family members started coming in and everybody was just going loony and just, you know, a lot of emotions are going on in the room. And I remember I felt like the Holy Spirit says, just come away with me. And I remember I grabbed a blanket. When things get chaotic, one of the things that I still do it today and that I'm thinking about it, I grab a blanket and I get away to that and I sat outside his my father's room and I just covered my health my head. I said, God, I don't know what else to do but to just cover myself and to hide myself in you. And so when things get chaotic and it seems like, Okay, I don't see an exit, Lord, get silent before the Lord. Put on Christ, put on strength, put on peace and stay there. Stay there until you feel that the peace of the Lord resting on you. That's what, that was one of the hardest parts of my life in 2016, to be very honest. But that's what kept me sane. I mean, I still have family members that are still struggling from the, my father's um, passing in 2016. But what has kept me sane or kept me going, to be honest, is because my focus, my gaze is upon the Lord. And so I want to encourage you, gaze upon the Lord. Get in his face and just have him wrap himself around you. That I'm telling you, that's the only way to do life. Yeah, but that's yeah. true because, you know, we're in such a chaotic time right now. Yes. Um, yes. And if you don't have God, you're really going to, you know, yeah. your heart will, will fail you, your faith will fail you. Like you it'll yes. just kind of go downhill. Because a lot of people yes. are just so fearful um, yes. right now. Yes. They're, they're so true. Fearful. Yes. Yes. They are. True. Um, so mm. for you now, I know we talked about one of the challenges. So, but I would now flip that and ask you. You know, what would you say has been one of your 
biggest accomplishment or success since answering the call of God on your life? Because I know a lot of times we talk about, you know, how uh, it may not be easy even in serving God, mm-hmm. which is wishing it isn't, but of course it's rewarding. But mm-hmm. what about the, the good side? I mean, all of it is good, but you know what I mean. Right. <laughs> what would you say? Um, <laughs> you know, it's uh, like, oh, what, oh, what would you consider to be your biggest accomplishment? My biggest accomplishment was, so the book we're going to, like I said, we're kind of mentioned a little bit. So my first book was writing my first book and telling my story, which is called, my first book is called Where Are the Mothers? And my second accomplishment is co-authoring with the other, you know, the other book, Women, you know, Roaring. So that's an accomplishment because mm-hmm. usually I'm, although I'm in ministry, I'd like to sit on the sideline. And so, that to me is a big thing, and also being able this year, and even last year, being able to use my voice. For some reason, Dr. Johnson, when I go to places, I sit in the back. I try to, you know, be low-key, but for some reason, they always mm-hmm. find me and point me out. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, you come to the front or something that, you know, and of course, it, it bears witness to my spirit because I already know what the Lord is saying, but an accomplishment is writing those two books and secondly, being able to not walk in fear anymore. Um, we're no longer slaves. But we are, you know, there's a song that says no longer slaves, but we are, you know, sons and daughters. We're a child of the living God. And I'm, I feel like I'm walking in that thing. I feel like I'm walking in knowing who I am. Yeah, sometimes I'm like, I don't know, Lord. But then getting back to saying, okay, God, how do you see me? How does heaven see me? And so that's, I believe, is what's carrying me. One of my greatest accomplishments is finally knowing who I am and that God has the, you know, great things in store for not just me, but all of us. You know, so I have, you know, I have um, plans, a, a plan for you, a plan for you to prosper and be in health. And so I'm fully aware of that now. And I think that's what's, what's, um, that's helping me walk this thing out, to be honest, because I don't, I don't care what obstacle comes. My focus is right on, you should see me in my room right now. My, my focus is right there. My gaze is on Jesus. I'm just looking at Jesus because I know that there's a plan for me, Jesus. I'm just looking at you. Yeah, I know, because the thing is this, too, when obstacles come, if you look to the right, you're going to see. If you look to the left, you're going to see the obstacles. And that's when you're distracted. But when your eyes are gazed is upon Jesus, it's not as hard. And one of the things when a friend of mine or acquaintance said to me one day, she's like, she'll share things with me. And I'm like, I guess I missed it. And to be honest, Dr. Johnson, I'm glad sometimes I miss it. That means my focus is not on what's going on over here or what's going on over here. My focus is right on the Lord. God, what are you saying? Order my steps. It's the scripture says the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. God, order my steps because I want to be drawn you know, here and there, and just like with all that's going on in the world, all this stuff is going on, fear, like you just said, can creep in, but, oh, my faith and my trust is in Jesus Christ. We've got to keep our focus on Jesus Christ. And so I, as far as accomplishments, I've written two books, one I co-authored in, of course, and secondly, I'm able to use my voice. Thirdly, I know who I am. I am a daughter. Wow. That's powerful. That's definitely powerful. But um, one of the things I want you to do is just to, I just kind of feel it so strongly, you know, um, when you talk about the talk about your voice and, and fear and, you know, persons just not knowing mm-hmm. who they are, I just want you to, you know, provide them with some final advice. Like, you know, let's just say, you know, we have someone who's listening now and they're just really, really struggling. You know, they're mm-hmm. like, I'm just so afraid. Free, like you know, what will people say if I tell my story? Because that that's always the number one question. Uh, anytime you're writing a book, um, it's always uh, well, you know, well, especially if you're writing a book or if you go into branch out just to kind of tell your story. Like, what will people say? Uh, will they look at me differently? Will I be accepted? Mm-hmm. You know, we have all of these questions. Um, 
mm-hmm. which which basically comes from fear. Um, even though we know yes. the Lord didn't give the spirit of fear, so it comes fear. from mm-hmm. from fear. And so mm-hmm. all of that just kind of really causes people to not move into what God is telling them to do or not to mm-hmm. to complete the assignment which he has given to them. So I just want you just yeah. to really, uh, you know, speak to them, uh, encourage them in some final words in terms of, you know, utilizing their voice, just not really allowing the fear uh, to grip them, you know, mm-hmm. and just, just go ahead and just, just talk to them. Sure. Thank Once again, thank you so much for this opportunity. I greatly appreciate it. But for those who are listening, I want to once again just remind you that you are first a daughter, you are first a son, and that, you know, according to um, Jeremiah, like you said, I have a plan and a purpose for you. And we all have a voice. We all have a place in history. We all have a place on this earth. And one of the things I love about the Lord, and y'all are going to love this, that he has a habit of picking people that according to the world standards, we're not qualified but guess what? That's not what God doesn't look at what the world measures up as being qualified. You are qualified because you've come through the blood of Jesus Christ. And so you are, once again, worthy. You are fearless. You have a voice, and the Lord wants to bring that out of you. And so I just want you, for those that are listening, to just surrender to the Spirit of the Lord right now and just surrender because I promise you, in his word, he said that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And so even when you feel alone, it's a lie if you feel alone because the Lord promised that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. And so the story that you have, there's someone there that needs it. The testimony that you have, what you've gone through, yes, I know you went through, but guess what? You didn't die through it. Just like I thought about Lazarus. Listen, what if the Lord deliberately waited those days before he came and and, um, told Lazarus to come forth? And so, yes, I know it hurts, whatever you're going through right now, but the Lord is waiting for you to say, here I am, Lord. And so as you surrender to the Lord, Father, we thank you right now for every listener. Father, I thank you for your presence, that your spirit is resting upon them even now. And, God, I thank you for those that feel uneasy. God, they feel uneasy because there's a calling that you're calling them to come deeper and to come closer to you. And, God, I thank you that as they cultivate that relationship with you, Father, God, you begin to speak to them. You said that you hear, that the sheep hear your voice, and, God, you're listening to us. And so, Father, as we, we call out to you, we cry out to you, we thank you that you are so close to us, Father God, and that you'll begin to pour out your love and pour out your grace and pour out your purpose on every person that is crying out to you. And so, Father, I thank you that there's a, a purpose for every listener. God, I thank you that there's a plan for every listener. And, Father, I pray that as they seek you, that they'll find you. That's your word, God. You said we seek you, that we'll find you. And so, God, as they seek you, God, it's in the seeking that they'll find you. And, God, we don't want just a microwave. We don't want you to do it as a microwave. But, God, we want that relationship with you. We want that love relationship with the Holy Spirit that is there to teach us all things. And so, God, I thank you. Father, God, the spirit of heaviness is being lifted right now. The spirit of fear is going now in the name of Jesus Christ, and you're releasing your grace, you're releasing your power, Father God, you're releasing your love upon every listener in the name of Jesus Christ. Shame, go now in the name of Jesus Christ. God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for Jesus Christ, and we thank you most of all, God, for the Holy Spirit that is there to teach us all things. That is our best friend. And so, God, we honor you today for your love and your mercy. We thank you that there's purpose in every listener and that they're going to begin to walk off those things as they know their identity in you, and as they seek you, 
to know what heaven says about them. And so, God, we bless your holy and wonderful name. And, God, I thank you for Dr. Johnson and what you're doing in her life. God, I thank you for the impact that she's making on her radio station. Father God, eyes have not seen and ears have not heard, Father God, the things that you have in store for her. So, God, bless her more than abundantly from the north, the south, the east, and the west. God, I thank you for unusual favor, Father God, people were reaching out to her, Father God, that she never thought would be reaching out to her, Father. And so, God, I thank you that she's using her voice to make a difference, to make an impact, just like Esther, just like Deborah, Father God, that you're using her, God, to make an impact. Father, we thank you right now for what you're doing and for raising her up for such a time as this. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Listen, I'm ready to have church. (laughs) (laughs) I am ready to have church. You know, I'm so grateful that you came on tonight, Mm. um, you know, to... I mean, it was, you know, it was rich, and I know that those who are listening in have definitely been delivered that free, um, you know, those who are listening in. I want you to reach out, um, to reach out to me. Let me know, hey, you know, uh, Sister Claudine, she listened, she set me free. Let me know. I want to hear the testimonies. I yeah. want to hear the stories, <laughs> um, you know, so I could yeah. give it back to, you know, send it back to um Sister Claudia, she can know but trust you me. I mean, listen to my prayer. Listen, I'm I'm even delivered some more. Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for tonight. Listen, I always one of the things I always say to God, I'm like, This is your show, you do whatever you want to do. I don't yes. um, I, I allow him to do whatever he wants to do. It's 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 his platform, it's not mine. Yes, amen, yes. I allow him to do, to move, you know, however he desires to move. Because, of course, he knows who's going to be listening to the show. I don't know, yes. but he does. You know, he knows who's yes. going to be listening Amen. and yes. he knows who needs to hear uh, whatever, what is on uh, the show or whatever it is that the guest speaker has to say. And so, of course, thank you so much for that. Yes. But definitely before yes. you go, I need you to let our listening audience know of any upcoming events that you may have, any services that you have, any products or how they can stay connected with you. So let them know your social media handles as well. Sure, I sure can. They can actually email me at Claudine at Claudine at ClaudineHicks.com or go to my social media handle at I am Claudine Hicks, and I would love to just, you know, to just hang out with you all. And, of course, all I do is encourage anyone. If I'm not empowering, that's, that's what I'm called to do, to empower and to bring, speak life and bring life. So, yes, they can reach me at I am Claudine Hicks on Instagram and, and Facebook. Know where they could find your, um, your, um, your books as well. Yes. So my first book, Where Are the Mothers, is actually on Amazon, Where Are the Mothers, Physical and Spiritual Daughters Are Waiting. The new book, Fierce Women Roaring, is, has not been released yet until December. So if you stay connected to me, I'll definitely let you all know when it has been and when it's released. <laughs> awesome. Well, I can't wait. I'm not a mother, but I'm definitely going to purchase that book because I know that's going to be a good book to read or I can give it to someone else. Um, I can give yes. it to someone's life. And I will definitely yes. Amen. Uh, yes. get the book that is coming out on coming out in December. Yes. So thank, thank you, you so much again, once again, Ms. Claudine. And, of course, to my faithful listeners, I just so thank God for you all. Like I said, um, you know, this is the we, – we are in the first year. Well, we, you know, we, we finished. We've completed the first year, so we're on to the next. And so I'm just so excited yes. for all of my <laughs> uh, new guests that are going to be on who are going to – 
grace the the platform and be able to bless you all who are who you know listening in my faithful listeners. I really thank God for you. I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you're a new listener, I welcome you in. And don't be a stranger. Mm-hmm. Be sure to join us every Tuesday at um, mm-hmm. 6 p.m. Of course, maybe where you will have another episode of Emergence Radio Talk. So, of course, this is the show where you will learn or you will emerge, you will occupy, and, of course, you will have the, the confidence to go ahead and take dominion in the spare of influences that God is given to you. So, once again, of yes. course, I'm your host, Dr. Devira Johnson. I want you to connect with me and stay connected with me on my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as Clubhouse uh, handles under the socials, of course, my, well, under Tavira Johnson. Um, every Tuesday at 8 p.m., we do have the Emergence Leaders Lab. That is a place for equipping. Uh, it's a safe space for emerging leaders. If you are a senior leader and you're listening in and you desire to join us, do so. We always welcome the senior leaders in there to drop some wisdom, some nuggets to be able to help to, um, you know, equip and inspire, and just to help the the next generation or the next set of leaders, um, I like to say. And, of course, um, be sure to visit my website at www.tavarajohnson.com. Also visit um, uh, emergencemediagroup.com if you desire to have publishing, graphics, you want to start your own podcast, radio, um, what else we have going on? Oh, if you want to... Uh, I mean, it's just so much. You want to do your own radio, um, sorry, your, your magazine as well. And we are coming up with the Emerging Leaders magazine, so if you desire to be in that, go ahead and inbox me. Or um, you're more than welcome to complete the form. Just let me know if you, have a, if you have a story to tell, whether you're a senior leader or emerging leader, you want to drop some wisdom, some nuggets, go ahead and send me um, a message. Or if you just desire to have your business and there as well, advertise your business and your services. Again, go ahead and send me a message. Let me know. So, everyone, thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you guys next week, Tuesday. Blessings, and have a wonderful evening. Thank you for tuning in to Emergence Radio Talk. For more information on Emergence Radio Talk, Emergence Mentorship Program, or Women to Women Mentoring Program, be sure to visit www.tavarajohnson.com If you would like to be a guest on our show, email us at info at tavarajohnson.com or follow us on all of our social media platforms Instagram, Facebook, Twitter and Periscope That's Tavara Johnson Stay connected and updated on all upcoming events Until next time, thank you for joining us